welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast for the week of August 19th. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm, and with me, as always, FilterCord. Hey, welcome to the new opener where we don't talk about what we've been playing. Yeah, because no one gives a fuck about what we've been playing, Well, to be honest. Yeah, nobody does. Okay, no. <laughs> Certainly us. <laughs> no, no, we're, we're going to go ahead and create um, our secondary show, which will probably kick off next week. Uh-huh, Mammoth Games Chats. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we're still working on the name, so go ahead and shoot those over to us on uh, on Twitter. We should make a Twitter poll um, of it. We should. Well, see, we were just talking about Twitter polls, and if it's something like that, nobody's going to vote. Yeah, Twitter polls are insane. Anything that we like, it's going to be they're fucking gonna... podcast and make cast ahead or whatever. Yeah, they're going to be like pick uh, um, fucking hate Americans. The ball bag fireside chat. Oh, I'm and into that. Like, <laughs> that's not bad. The man. Wait, it's not wait. good. Yeah, mammoth fireside. It evokes okay. imagery. Very powerful. It, it, imagery. it does, but I think we're too like unpolished to do anything by the fireside. Right. Other than ball campfire. Hey. Okay. So maybe we're getting somewhere because mm, roasting I don't know. chestnuts on this open fire. That's what I'm trying yeah. to do. So huh. speaking of roasting. Um, <laughs> After last week, Drake died. Right. Uh, so he's not with us this week. We'll I mean, honestly, he may week. not be with us ever again. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if he still okay. walks on this mortal coil. <laughs> I, I don't believe so. He's like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to drink too much tonight, so I'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning. We're has like, not okay, cool. responded to us in 12 <laughs> hours. <laughs> we haven't heard from him in 12 hours. So he definitely woke up. Well, he wasn't drinking, but unfortunately he was snorting. So our deepest condolences to the coming family. He definitely woke up handcuffed to a toilet. Yeah. And did he handcuff yeah. himself? Is the toilet handcuffed to him? And it wasn't his hands that were handcuffed; it was his legs. Oh, that's so, a, that's just a, that's an efficiency. Damnedest thing. You know, you like you try to get your squat going, but it's just too slick in there from all the piss that you just missed hitting the bowl with. So he so he you woke chain up yourself he, down, so you're just attached. He he woke up and he's like, oh, like where am I? And he looks around, and the first thing he sees is there's a chocolate milk and a comic book <laughs> on the back of this toilet. And he realizes he's straddling it backwards Shut. and his ankles are handcuffed through the back part of the shitter. And it's full. And then he looks and over to the side. And then he looks over to handle. his left and it's the fucking dead body of that dude from Saw. And he looks over to his right and there's another guy that's already drank all of his milk and he goes, hey. <laughs> how'd you, you, uh, you, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you, uh, are you going to drink that chocolate milk? Are you going to drink that chocolate milk? If not, I mean, you can pass it over here. Maybe the key's inside. I can drink it, and we'll, we'll see, you know. Hey, hey, I've been waiting for you to wake up for hours. You know the dead guy over there? Can you grab his chocolate milk for me? <laughs> <laughs> the dead guy had chocolate milk? I thought he and shit his pants. What comic book is that? Because I've been reading some of these image comics, and they're... Uh, you know, there's some good ones okay. in there. You know, it's kind of like there's Dark Sprinkle. Horse. It's kind of like Dark Horse. You know, there's like... Every third or fourth one's really good, but the really bad ones are really bad. Really bad. Really bad. Yeah. Oh, all right. right. So <laughs> that was a start. Since we're not, since we're not talking about, yeah, that's what you guys get instead of us talking about games. So fucking, yeah. I didn't so tell I us to go back to the old way. <laughs> I, I hope you're proud of yourself. 
Um, so with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and jump straight into uh, our games releasing. Uh, traditionally, I think where we'll go from here, unless we decide that there's a better flow, mm-hmm. um, we'll start the show with our monthlies. Right. Uh, switch into games releasing and just go forward with the standard show from there. Right. Um, so, uh, I think we'll, since there's no monthlies, we'll just go ahead and jump into the games releasing. Yeah, I think we'll try to stagger the monthlies since the monthlies will be a longer show, um, and typically the turn of the month typically has some more stories because of like earnings calls and new announcements and things like that. Um, True. We'll stagger it so that our, you know, kind of what we've been playing. Uh, episodes are the opposite of the monthly episodes, probably. And currently, we are on track to do that, I think. Yeah, I think so. We are. All right, so yeah, Um, from the uh, 19th to the 25th, obviously, uh, we don't know the monthlies yet, and we probably won't until the day after we record the last podcast before monthlies. It's very mm -hmm. useful that they've been delaying so long on those. Um, So yeah, starting on uh, Tuesday, August 20th, we got two games coming out. First one is Rad, the sort of roguelike uh, action adventure platformer sort of um, uh, game from uh, Double Fine. Yes. Um, so I did go hands-on with this uh, yeah. pretty early on in the alpha. I remember you talking um, about that. It is a, uh, a game of repetitive gameplay mm-hmm. where you experience different things at different times. So you kind of create... Uh, your child. The children are the last real... Um, like, adults have tried to do all they can, and most of them have been injured mm-hmm. trying to uh, navigate this wasteland. Um, so now, some of the... Like, some guardian comes up and goes, okay, the adults couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So now it's the children's turn. Let's see if you guys can make this happen. Damn. And... Um, it, it's, it, it's kind of fucked up and your character hops off of a, um, like a, t- like a gravestone, I think like it was like a tombstone mm-hmm. and you're like, I'll do it. And you step forward and they give you like this holy weapon. It's just a baseball bat. Nice. <laughs> um, and it's very interesting. I haven't got, I didn't get all of the story, but, um, it drops you in to this, um, uh, not top down. It's that pulled back. Top down, so like, what, what would that be like? Uh, isometric, like an isometric game, yeah. Um, but you, I think you can rotate the camera mm-hmm. a little bit to, uh, you know, um, it's not like stuck camera view. And as you're navigating this like irradiated wasteland, your character uh, has the ability to um, bring life mm-hmm. to where you're walking. So grass starts popping up under your feet. Uh, not only that, the longer you're out there, the more irradiated you get. Mm-hmm. So you can pick up different things that do, you know, obviously various different things. Um, you're, you can get, uh, uh, I think you remove one of your arms. It becomes like a boomerang or something? It becomes a boomerang. Yeah. Um, you can get uh, like a squid on your back that attacks people. It runs around as a little like another enemy or whatever. Mm. And attacks people. You can fly and get wings. You can get like spider um, legs and get like magics. centaur legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they've done quite a lot of like um, randomization, yeah. which is really good. Yeah, it's a lot um, of uh, replayability is what they're going for. Um, yeah, you know, having each you, each game that you're doing the same thing is 
supposed to have a very different feel because I guess you get three different mutations as you're playing. So like a snake head or wings or whatever we were talking about. You get three different ones of those and then you just, as you continue getting more radiated or whatever, you kind of get power-ups for those different things. Yeah, yeah. So it's fun. It's definitely, it, like, I really like the game. I really like what it's doing. Um, and in the typical, like, Double Fine, you know, if, if you love Double Fine games, you're going to love this game. There's no question about it. It's exactly, um, it's, it's pretty much exactly what you think of when you think of a post-apocalyptic Double Fine game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got the, like, really cool art style. Um, you know, it's, it's cutesy, but it's definitely, like, got the, like, gross kind of funkiness. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it looks really cool. I've, I've heard kind of mixed reporting on it where it's, like, well, you know, it's another Double Fine, like, solid, like, 7.58 game. You know, so right, it, right, it's, right. it's kind of, you know, it's a, it's a very uh, Double Fine style thing. So if that's what you're into, you know, it's got the humor, of course. Um, this will be probably one of the last Double Fine games to come out that's not a Microsoft game, right? So Yeah, yeah, um, I would imagine so. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I'm excited about it. I definitely, I don't know if I'm going to pick this up right away. I'm going to need a little bit of a downtime mm-hmm. to, you know, go back and want to pick this up. Um, but I definitely appreciate what's happening with this game. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely doing some cool stuff. Yeah. Um, it's like when I look at things that are happening indie-wise, um, this is exactly this is exactly what I want. Right. Um, and now looking at a different, um, you know, looking at a, a different side of this, and it was something we talked a little bit before, the even the pre-show, um, Microsoft, when they tend to acquire things... Mm-hmm. It, they it, they tend to change things by quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and I do fear that it it could end up that way with Double Fine. Mm-hmm. That, you know, Double Fine starts creating something and Microsoft, like, triples down on it. And, yeah. you know, like, okay, cool. You know, the first game's not done, but we want three in the series of this. Um, and looking at Tim Schafer's, like, career as a, like as a designer and a developer um, he he tends to not um, like do well with that he tends to you know do the same style of game but it's in such a different you know it, it's in such a different um, like way every single time that it's, it's it's brand new like if you look at this and you look at something like costume quest, the design portions of them are completely different. Yeah. Um, but they have a lot of similarities. Like, one's an RPG, one's an action game. But look at the way that the, you know, like, environments feel and look. Mm-hmm. It, it's like, it. there's so many similarities there. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Rad, that'll be our, uh, you know, the first game up, of course, um, for uh, the games coming out this week. Again, coming from Double Fine, pick it up on PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. Uh, and that one's coming out August 20th. Nice. Cool. Um, up next, we have a game 
uh, from Gunfire Games, coming to PS4, Xbox, Switch, and PC. Uh, Remnant from uh, from the Ashes. Um, I know I've checked this one out a few times, but I haven't heard too much about it like since. Mm-hmm. Um, being uh, produced by Perfect World, I believe is what they just uh, what just showed off. Yeah. Um, this game looks to me a lot like there was an MMO that came out. Um, that was a like Secret World or something. Secret World. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, it reminds me of that. Um, it, it, I don't know. It just has that. It just has that look and that feel. Um, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, it's a little so, bit more like they went more into the um, the I guess demonic direction than that did from what I remember. But other than that, it is very similar for sure. Right. Um, so yeah, I was looking up to see uh, you know to grab a little bit more information about mm-hmm. this just because you know per usual we you know just kind of jump into things dick first. And right. I mean, this the, what's interesting is that. Um, this, for some reason, it not, I'm not, like, doing a dig on the graphics or whatever, but this looks like an early, like, PS3 or 360 game in, like, the style of it, which is kind of like a... It definitely looks like it's focusing on multiplayer. Um, yeah. Kind of like a spooky... I mean, it, it reminds me a lot of, like, the first Darksiders. Okay. Um, where it's like, uh-oh, here's a new spooky thing you have to kill in this little KG arena, and then you kill it, and then you that becomes a regular enemy later. And you go to a new area, and it's like, ooh, you're in the haunted timber forest now. You have to fight the evil, like, elderwood creatures or whatever. It's like, oh, now you're in the sunken heart. You have to fight the demons or the tentacle monster or whatever the fuck. Like, um, it's really interesting. It reminds me of... um, We talked about it last week, and I know uh, our listener, Grim, he's super, super into it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're Greedfall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It has a very and that's becoming more popular where it's like this isn't about the the graphical fidelity of the game. Like they look at it as our graphics are are good. They're not amazing. Right. We'll go in They're exactly good. as much as we need to to get the point across. Right. And I think that is the mark of um like developers making like the like or the designers making the majority of the deci- like maybe mm-hmm. not even the designers. I would say it's like you know how you look at like um, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky wasn't made by artists right. at all, right? Um, and you know usually games aren't made by artists, but their artist influence get pushed through mm-hmm. when you know the appropriate channels see the cool shit that the artists are making. They're like, oh shit, yeah, let's make that like a main st- like. Okay, so we got our first like piece of art. Let's make everything look like this. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to like unify and make it look like that. And these guys aren't yeah. quite like that. They're like, okay, cool. Here's the art. We're not going to go for anything more because we know we're not that studio. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that I think that is in. Uh, it's kind of interesting. It's like it's almost like um, it's almost like an indie game in a different way. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, this looks pretty cool. Um, just looking up a little bit more about it. Um, it is uh, uh, the little 
blurb about it says the world has been thrown into chaos by an ancient evil from another dimension. Yep. As one of the last remain uh, remnants of humanity, you must set out alone or alongside two other survivors to face down hordes of deadly enemies trying to carve a foothold, rebuild, and retake what was lost. Um, this looks and pretty it, dope, honestly. The pre-purchase uh, on Steam, of course, um, is $40. It's not a full-price game, and I'm really glad that that's like if if these studios can think in that mentality, this isn't a sixty dollar game. Mm-hmm. You know, this isn't sixty dollar game quality. This can be you know like um, a seven to ten hour long game that you can play with three other people or two other people. In the, yeah, three people altogether, and it's not going to be the best uh, you know the best thing ever um, graphically. Like. They keep that in mind with the price point, and that's smart. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's it, a it definitely is cool. kind of like you're talking about with the art. It, it shows a lot of confidence. It's like okay, we again with the art on this, it's not bad, but they know exactly what they're doing. Like we'll get to this point in the art process, and that's what we need, and we'll stop. You know, yeah, we'll. It, there's this no point is, in trying to go forward. There's we should not make this a sixty dollar game because we can we can limit ourselves on some of the content like. All, these kind of signs just give me a lot of hope that it's like it's essentially a higher tier indie game you know even though right, I mean right. it's coming from Perfect World which I guess is indie I, I wouldn't consider them like a big three you know publisher or anything but like you know it's like we know exactly what we're doing and this is it like it's really smart yeah yeah definitely smart um, I was looking for just a little bit of gameplay Mm-hmm. Um, while we were kind of talking, you know, more about it, uh, just because I wanted to, you know, show off exactly um, what that was like on the live stream, on what we were looking at. Um, <clears throat> it does. It has an early PS, like it has an early PS3 vibe. It also has kind of a vibe of if you're looking at a um, like an MMO, mm-hmm. like a modern day MMO. Right, uh, right. But if it was an MMO for you know just three players cooperatively, right? Um, I imagine this is going to be kind of like a, a, a third person. Um, I don't want to say Left for Dead, but yeah. kind of Left for Dead, that, where it's that like, kind of okay, here's this chapter, and this is the chapter that you know you're going to be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if replayability will be huge with this game. Yeah, though. I don't know. That's that's I'm kind of definitely that's something I'm questioning, and like. I don't know. It, like, I, I wonder if they're planning on doing more with this. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it seems definitely it feels like something like a Kingdoms of Amalur, where it's like we're actually working on an MMO that's like a survival builder type thing, and this is to introduce the world and see if people are into it. Yeah, and it's it's really important. So, I mean, if you're seeing this and you're liking this, that it's one of those things that you have to support those people so you can get something you want. It might not be what you want yet, right. but it could be something you want, uh, you know, like seven years five, from six now. six or seven when, years, yeah. Yeah, when, you know, their actual big, big idea comes out. Um, I mean, so far it looks... It looks incredibly basic on you know what you're you know what what you would imagine this game to look like, um, but I mean I, I think it does things pretty well. It has um, it kind of reminds me of like just your standard um, action third person shooter with uh, 
you know, a few other, like, mechanics. Like, some roll mechanics, you, you know, you can swap between weapon, uh, weapons, of course, guns, and uh, it looks like he has, like, a uh, some sort of ice pick. Yeah, some kind of weird, like, spiral saw blade. Saw weapon. That looks pretty dope. <laughs> Any... On the, is the other one a big gun? Or what is that? Uh, the other one on appears his... to be, maybe it's like a hook shot or something. I'm not really sure what that is either. I mean, all of his weapons look dope. <laughs> yeah, they, they look very custom. The dude's wearing a big duster nice. with like um, a, a breather um, scarf that he can pull like up over his face. And a really big, uh, like, not a cowboy hat or not like, a standard hat that you'd wear with a duster. Like, yeah, it's he like a wide yeah, he kind of looks like a bounty hunter or something. Mm-hmm. He has like a backpack, um, but yeah, it, it it looks pretty cool. Um, you have your health, you have your uh, uh, stamina gauge. Your all of your items are located in the bottom left, with your map in the upper right. Um, very minimalist, uh, like HUD, mm-hmm. which is nice. You, like in some games, you see like they're like they'll put like the quests on screen and you know at all times and uh it just kind of clutters it but seeing the entire like upper left of the screen wide open is really good yeah i like that yeah yeah, yeah. so um yeah uh some pretty good stuff if you haven't checked uh checked out at least a trailer for remnant from the ashes um go check it out uh you know if if you're into those um you know surprise games the games that you know they surprise you uh you know that like they surprise you you'd be surprised like um like oh man i was not gonna pick this up and i had no expectation mm-hmm. and it was actually really good you know, this oh, really that super other gun's a shotgun oh, the other one's a shotgun okay the thing that this super reminds me of is um well it was called like uh like i am alive or like still alive or we are alive or something like that do you remember that where the, the game where you would like point a gun at somebody and like they would raise their hands to not be shot? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was that? I am alive. I think it was that. Yeah, I think so. Um, but uh, it was like after a disaster and you're like trying to find your kids or some dumb shit. But like, yeah, it, it, it's that tier of like, okay, this is definitely, this is a B game, right? This is not AAA. This is indie. But it's got like some, some cool kind of interesting, unique stuff going on. The The perfect world collab is really suggestive of what they're probably trying to do in the future. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's something that you kind of check out, like, well, let's see what kind of fucking train wreck this is, and then you play it, and you're like, oh, shit, that was actually good. Yeah. You know, so and, and, Yeah, again, like as always, you know, that's something to be said about, you know, games that you go into having no expectation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we were talking about people, you know, that we know personally, and they like they tend to like overhype things yeah which is fine but when you do that you can't be like surprised when it's when something that you're excited for ends up kind of being garbage right um so yeah i don't know it's pretty interesting um i jumped forward to see in this little trailer yeah, it's like an alien trailer. section now it looks like yeah they, they have like a subterranean alien section and uh, it looks like all the players are down except one. They're all getting fucked up. Jesus. Yeah, these these aliens are wrecking the shit out of yeah. them. It looks like they might have cleared them all though. Um, they give you a kill self option, so that's. I like that. Yeah. I wish I had that in real life. Oh wait. 
<laughs> and she heals the 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 like main player right before another big swarm come in. Nice. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go check out uh, Remnant from the Ashes. Um, that one is coming out from Gunfire Games and uh, Perfect World. Yeah. On August uh, Tuesday, August twentieth for PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. I don't know if this is a Switch title. Um, I don't yeah. think this is an on-the-go Switch title. Yeah, I don't know. That it, I mean, it probably would be fine. I, I don't know if It'd the be, Switch can handle the graphics. I, I would say this is uh, like a Switch game that I would play with a Pro controller. I, I don't think I would plug into the TV. Yeah, I don't think I'd want to play this otherwise. You're right. Um, cool. So we'll go ahead and move on. All right. So on Thursday the 22nd, we're seeing the release of another one of those uh, Square Enix new style of RPG, basically. Um, mm-hmm. Oninaki. So this is, uh, what, this is from the guys that did... Um, um, this was not the uh, this was not the team that did uh, Octopath, was it? It was the other one. What was the other? Um, uh, let me yeah, let me look. The other indie like RPG style game they made. I can't. But Oninaki is like got some really cool enemy design. It's like Square Enix trying to get back to the roots, sort of. Um, seems interesting. It's something that I'd be willing to check out. Again, I still have not gotten into Octopath Traveler. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with me. But um, I'm like really hesitant to start it because I'm I'm like very I don't know I'm very um, like well I, I'm playing a lot of games already right now as part of it and then also I'm nervous sure. about like uh, just starting a big RPG of the old style games you know okay it's a big yeah, undertaking yeah. so I'm like I don't know when I'm gonna have the time to fairly dedicate to this game that really needs time to be dedicated to it you know. The developer was Tokyo RPG Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the other thing that I'm trying to think of? It's I'm, like in the snow. I'm, I'm was it, I'm Setsuna. I'm Setsuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it looks like they've also done uh, Lost Sphere. Okay, that sounds familiar. yeah. Lost Sphere, Onanaki, Forgotten Memories of Lost Sphere, and I'm Setsuna. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. So this uh, it tells the story of one watcher on a journey to protect life after death. Um, is a little a nice blurb. Little blurb, yeah. Um, Love uh, protecting so life you after have, death. Uh, you have apparently character customization. That's dope. Um, yeah, uh, with different you can customize your hero with different demons, or but they spell it demons. Demons, yeah. D-A-E-M-O-N. So, uh, from what I've seen, it's kind of almost and you can going for, like... I don't know, it's sort of going for, like, a, a kind of a similar idea as Astral Chain, where you're, like, getting enemies and kind of, like, um, Persona. But with just less going on. A more... It has a chibi design, if you've yeah. checked out, like, Lost Sphere. Yep. It's very similar in um, yeah. style. Yeah. Um, uh, you can... Let me see what else we have. Uh, the battle system strategize in uh, battle by choosing uh, a daemon that matches your enemy's uh, traits. That matches Watch as Kishigori, or wait, Kaigachi, I guess is how that's pronounced. Uh, possess the daemon's power, entering a variety of states to increase attack levels. <laughs> um, 
So I wonder if that's a lot like in, and I know you haven't played it, but in Octopath, where uh, if you save up, you, you have uh, like battle points. And if you save up all of your battle points, you can do um, a standard basic attack would be level one. If you have two points, level two, three, or you can max that shit out and do this like crazy power mm, attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wonder if it's, uh, you know, a lot like that. That's a great system, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, I, I enjoyed that very much because it made for extra strategy yeah. when you're getting in there. Um, okay, so I have this character and he's, you know, he's attacking. I know he's going to do heavy damage anyway and he's going to like minimize, uh, like minimize the um, damage output from the enemy anyhow. So I'm going to save my other two characters to do this power attack and wipe out the guy in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's really good. That's cool. um, so if that's the case... Uh, for sure. Um, this game is, uh, as it's been described, uh, fast place, fast-paced, free-flowing gameplay with real-time battles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Um, cool. Pretty cool stuff. Sounds interesting, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, if you were into, uh, you know, if you were into Lost Fear, if you were into, um, uh, you know, I would, I would also throw Octopath in there. Um, check this out. It is kind of more of a, um, I don't know. It it says real time, but this doesn't really feel like like a real time RPG. It's sort of got a mix of like turn based plus. I don't know. Diablo. It, it, it definitely has got kind of Diablo ish vibe. Yeah. Yeah. The battle style, at least, it looks like you're wandering around and you know attacking people as they come mm-hmm. or enemies as they come. Right. Um. So pretty. Pretty cool stuff. Hate getting uh, attacked as I come. You know? It's a real drag. Um, right now, the uh, pre-purchase on Steam uh, gives you 10% off. So you can pick nice. it up for $44.99. Um, I don't think that that would be the same for every place you're going to be looking. So, Probably not. Yeah, uh, maybe on PS Plus or something. I don't know. Depends. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then we have a final. This is, like, really the era of the indie game, this... this uh, week yeah i guess i got a lot of indie, i don't know I, I like i keep thinking back on us talking about remnant about it being an indie game and i don't know if i can consider it an indie game more than a, like a b tier yeah yeah it's really more of a b tier game than so it is an indie game I think. this is our non-a plus show right um which you'll come to find out when you watch our other show where we talk what talk about what we're playing yeah basically just we'll me talking about the witcher show. every week <laughs> forever um so yeah. this is what yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, telling lies. Um, it's the it's the follow up from uh, Sam Barlow, who what he originally um, I don't know about originally, but at one point he worked on uh, that one Silent Hill uh, downpour, I think. Um, okay. He ended up going out on his own, and he made her story, which you know I really can't like chat that game up any more than I already do. Like it is absolutely beloved by me. Um. So. The follow-up to her story, which her story just to, I guess, you know, kind of confirm what that was. I think people probably know, just because it was such a distinctive, weird game. Um, you were watching video files on a computer screen. Like, the UI was a computer screen, like an older computer. And you were watching video files of police interviews with this, basically, one woman, right? And the entire game was watching these videos and like doing searches for other terms that appear in other videos so she might say something like um well you guys remember 
uh, you know, she'll, she'll say like, you know, I, I was talking about my sister in the last interview and I just want to kind of come back and talk about my sister more. So then you're like, oh, sister, that's interesting. So you type in sister. And then in one video, you know, she might say, well, you know, my sister once told me that blah, blah, blah. And then in the second video, she says, my sister died when she was five. So it's like, I don't think a five-year-old was imparting all this knowledge. I think you're making something up. Like, and there was definitely some lies and shit going on. And like, you eventually type in, it's, the game is, it, the way that it knows that you're interacting basically is you type in certain keywords. So then when you type in a certain, there's a couple things that can bring it up, but like particular words, right? So she'll say like, uh, David told me that blah, blah, blah. So you'll type in David and you'll get some info on that. And then David, you know, part of it, she'll mention like a unique phrase, like where he works. So he works at, let's say like Costco, like you would never just type in Costco. This is not a spoiler. Oh, I love uh, you would never just type in Costco. I went to college you know what I mean? Costco. It's something very particular that brings it up. Or like she might say like Dartmouth or something like that. I don't know. And then you type that very particular phrasing that you would probably never just guess, right? And then the game is like, okay, you figured it out. Here's the final video. And you watch the final video and it's over. So like, and you find out basically the truth. Or you may not, depending on how fucking stupid you are, I guess. So, yeah. you know, I didn't get it. <laughs> So, um, Telling Lies is the follow-up. This has, what, five actors that are, you know... Four. Four, yeah, several people that well, are probably a lot more well-known. Um, you can see your characters that you're playing as his face reflected in the computer screen, which is extremely yeah. cool. <laughs> Unsettling a little bit. Yes. Um, I was like, what am I looking at there? Yes. Yeah, so... I figured it out. The girl who's playing the... Whatever she is, that's always in the bed. The sex worker? Yeah, she's amazing. I love she, her. Was she, she, she was in... Um, sure was. What, uh, what was it, Westworld? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. Um, but yeah, so... Um, yeah, four. So yeah, you're right. Four private lives, one big lie. Search through secretly recorded video conversations to discover the truth. So like, this is going to be extremely good. We've got like real talent, right? Like... You've seen these people in movies. You've seen them on TV shows. Um, like, great actors. Mm -hmm. uh, this this should be extremely good. I'm very excited for it. They're not letting me pre-buy it and pre-install it, so I'm kind of pissed off about that. Um, I'm very pumped for this, because I liked her story a lot. I'm, I'm really into these, like, slice-of-life um, So, what games. are we... So, so, we know that there's a lie, but what's the lie? Well, you're, you are probably, I mean, this, this is something that was revealed as you play through the game. You sort of find out wh what character you're playing as, um, which like in the first game was, it, it was kind of like a twist ending. So I'm not going to talk about it, but like, you know, you determine your, it's like, okay, you are not like this person's, it's not like you're the FBI agent that monitors these four people's social media, right? Like, right. you're something else. Like, you are someone that... Like, maybe they had a friend. I don't think it's been revealed what the thing is that... I mean, to just directly answer your question that you actually asked me. But, um, yeah, a new video game from Sam Barlow, creator for a story, Silent Hill. Oh, it's Shattered Memories, sorry. Shattered Memories. Um, Nonlinear storytelling, telling lies revolves around a cache of secretly recorded video conversations. It stars these four people. How does it work? You search for word terms. So probably it's going to be, like... These four people were friends with someone that died, and they know how, and they won't tell you, and you're their cousin or something. Okay. I mean, not to, like, ruin it, but, you know, they, these games typically, like, 
they don't want to give you too much detail. They don't want to, like, any story conversation whatsoever is um, automatically a spoiler. Because basically you go into this as, like, you're booting up a computer and you see this file on your computer and you don't know what it is. So you click it and then weird shit happens, right? It's almost like... Nope, um, you delete that shit right away. That's what Never I always do. Click. Yeah, you automatically throw it yeah. in the quarantine folder. But it's like, there's a game called um, A Normal Lost Phone. And it's like, the game is the idea that you found a phone laying on the ground and you open it. So like, the UI of this game is like a contacts list, text messages, emails, apps. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's that kind of style of game, which I'm super into. Like the kind of, almost like found footage, but... It's not like a found footage movie where there's like something going on. It's literally like, I don't know what this is. Let's click it. Right, so right. again, in real life, don't do that. This is, I mean, this is really <laughs> big. Like, I don't know why this hasn't been done before. And well, the guys over, I mean, it's been done before, yeah. but it hasn't been like, this is more recent. Like the found footage, let's look through it. Mm-hmm. And if they can accompany that with like, of course this is indie, but if a big studio could incorporate oh, yeah this idea was something like um could you imagine if this was something that was in imagine how this would have enhanced heavy rain exactly dude okay like this is almost what um like quantum break was kind of going for right where it's like okay we have a triple a game and then we have real cutscenes to move you from story to story Mm -hmm. now it ends up not really working out because you go into the fucking cutscene and it's just a dude recorded on a fucking you know 4k red camera or whatever and then you go into gameplay and it's a fucking 3d render that only has you know a thousand polys or whatever <laughs> like the, the the disconnect is just not there right you know it, or it, it, i guess the problem is that it is there right so it's just right 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 your brain cannot bridge that gap in this it's a computer screen i'm used to clicking on a thing on a computer screen and then a real person pops up right Right. Like fucking uh, Pornhub Pornhub live cams or whatever. Like, I see this shit all the time. But if you can make that connection, kind of like how Grand Theft Auto makes their connection Mm -hmm. with their computer. If you sit down at a computer in Grand Theft Auto, it is, of course, not as big as our internet. But it's still internet. It's big. It's it's vast. Yeah, you can type in different sites and Easter eggs. And I guarantee... To this day, in Grand Theft Auto V, there are sites people have not went to. Unfortunately, Pornhub definitely went to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's called uh, uh, Dr. Spanks a lot. Oh, damn, I, I thought you were going to say, say <laughs> I really thought you were going to say Bone Donkey, and I was going to scream. Bone Donkey. Bone oh, donkey. I swear to God, if you say Mrs. Dash, I'm going to cream. Yep. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this looks super cool. Um, I, I really like. It'll I probably really be love like, to see uh, cool things like this. Yeah, typically these are like fifteen to twenty to maybe thirty dollars. So yeah, I, I would like to see this come out at like um, 20. like twenty nine ninety nine or something. Yeah. Um, you can right now pick up her story on Steam for ten bucks, um, which is something cool to do like while you wait. Right, and it's again, it's like this. you can complete it in one setting. It is. It's not this big crazy thing. It's, um, you know, you maybe dedicate, like, the amount of time to watch two movies to it, I would say. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't even, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of graphically the most powerful game I've ever seen. That brings us as um, close to reality as... Order. You think the order? Well, I, I think looking back on the order... At the time, now, it was the best. really see it. 
Like the game, the, the game that I think keeps us in the um, keeps us in the moment. There's no disconnect. Mm, probably Tetris. Probably probably Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto because does a really you're, good job. you're going and sitting down and watching TV, and the TV looks just like the real game. Yeah. And then you sit down at the computer, and everything on the computer looks just like the game. And there's not that disconnect. And if that can be achieved, uh, you know, if that can be achieved with this as a, a core gameplay mechanic of like you're a detective, you're searching for the killer, and you have to go to the sites of where the serial killer is, you know, leaving bodies and find different things, and maybe one of his calling cards is. Like a video, mm-hmm. or one of his calling cards is audio recording, right? And then you implement this style of gameplay. It would be a, it would be a, probably a pretty big hit, mm-hmm. depending on how it was done. Um, but yeah, I, I think this is this is really cool. I, and I'm pretty interested in checking it out now, as I wasn't before. Uh, we were like really talking about this. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, so yeah, go you know go grab her story and uh, uh, you know play the waiting game until August twenty uh, third when um, you can pick this up. It does say on Steam um, this is a planned release date. I would uh, think it would have been pushed so, back by now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But it always just feels. <laughs> yeah, you never know. You know. Um, yeah, never know. For sure. But yeah, that's really all we have for the games releasing. Um, Tuesday, August 20th, you can pick up Rad on all the major uh, consoles, as well as same day Remnant from the Ashes uh, on all the consoles. Um, Thursday, the 22nd, for PS4, Switch, and PC, you can get um, Onanaki. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the 23rd, Friday, you can pick up for PC, Telling Lies, which we just checked out. Um, As always, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc check out all the top news and video game stuff over there um you know where we're talking mostly about uh kind of our top stories for uh the week mainly people departing companies but there's some other good stuff over there um even some good links uh had a small little conversation while i was out at um (laughs) while i was out at animal kingdom um with one of our uh um one of our viewers uh, about Forza and why they were delisting it from uh, oh yeah 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 uh, Xbox Games with Gold yeah um so yeah go check it out chat with us over there uh, we appreciate all the likes comments and shares as well follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc so you know when we go live do stuff just like this um, and of course we talk about some other cool stuff um, one of the really cool things that I saw that I want to like. I guess we'll start the show with um, one of my f- uh, well we'll start the news with I guess um, one of my most anticipated thing is I, I like seeing the um, resurgence again of skateboarding games coming to video games mm. um, of course we have Skater XL which I've talked about um, nice. as well there's also uh, Creature Studios uh, game that I've been talking about for a long time Session um, not only, uh, you know, are they still working on the game, but, um, they went to, uh, Polygon, uh, in New York, because they're kind of close to New York, that's kind of their go-to. Um, they, uh, sat down, they did a hands-on demo with the guys there, um, as well, 
they uh, did a um, a small little info session saying that they're getting closer to their early access release, uh, which will be in September on Steam. Nice. Um, so that's fucking awesome. Uh, I, I didn't expect it so soon, mm-hmm. um, but you know, here we are. Um, they they even got some traction over on Game Informer. Um, Hell yeah. That you can check out, uh, you know, you can check out a small video that they did from, um, I believe this was New York City, uh, Red Banks, which is really cool. Um, it's a famous skate spot. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a good time to be a fan of, uh, skateboarding video games right now. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Uh, now let's go get into some, uh, is it depressing shit? I always feel like it's depressing. Uh, well, it's kind of like okay. So we have one, two, three uh, high-profile um, game industry departures. I guess people departures, leaving yeah. studios. Um, we, this is something that we've said in the past. That it's like you know this. It's it's almost like um, you know we have, we tend to equate it with like so and so has left. It's like when uh, Adam left like Three Days Grace or something, right? It's like. It's over. But in reality, these are big companies. They employ, you know, hundreds of people. When one person leaves, no matter how big their role is, that one individual can only have so much influence, right? So, like, mm-hmm. hopefully they're on to do other stuff. Sometimes they go indie and make really cool smaller projects. So, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to say if it's good or bad until we see the conclusion. But it definitely seems bad. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it feels bad because... It, especially with the company in question, mm-hmm. uh, because it's not one person that's leaving. We always they always say that it's like how much influence could one person have? But one person influenced yeah. some of the biggest stuff ever. Yeah, like of all time, some of the best games we've ever played were completely uh, like the direction of one person. I mean, Other people helped make it. Yeah, when we look at like Stardew Valley. Yeah. It's like basically one guy in his attic. And yeah, like Minecraft. Yeah. We're done. You know, yeah, what Minecraft's I mean? two people. Um it's it's so like Minecraft's getting a second resurgence, like even right now. Mm-hmm. People are going back and playing Minecraft more now than they were last year. Yeah. Which is fucking weird to me. Um It is weird. But with that, even saying how much how much influence could one person have it's not one person that's leaving this company. Yeah, it's a lot of... It's, it's a, it's a whole person. lot of, like... Everybody named, basically. Everybody that you know their name, aside from a few people that... I don't know. I mean, it's it's not good. They're having a lot yeah, you know, of it's, departures. It's, it's scary. It's definitely scary. Um, but, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. Uh, we'll jump into... Um, do you want to jump into the two or uh the, yeah we'll do, do we'll do uh, first. so two people are leaving bioware that announced within two two or three days of each other so firstly yeah. this is certainly not a good sign um ben irving who is the lead producer on anthem uh yeah. after the rest of the team uh basically transitioned over to start working on dragon age 4 um basically when i guess I mean, I don't want to be a dick, but it's pretty much when it was determined that Anthem was not fixable. Um, you know, they basically pushed everybody over to this new project uh, to see what we could do in the future. Like, they basically, like, how many copies does EA really think they're going to sell of Anthem at this point? 
right? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I'm honestly shocked that Anthem has not been free on a PlayStation Plus or Games with Gold yet, just to shove it out and get as many people playing as possible, and just try to make the money on the micro. Um, yeah. But, I mean, what you know, it's... They, they added the Cataclysm, finally. And from yeah, what I've heard, did. people are like, well, that was fine. Well, that's, that was, that's <laughs> what we waited for. That's what we were um, waiting for. So uh, Ben Irving uh, you know, tweeted here, after eight amazing years, I've made the decision to move on and accepted an exciting opportunity in another company. Uh, since the first time I played Baldur's Gate, Bioware was the dream place I always wanted to work. I think a lot of people can identify with that. Um, I will forever be grateful to all the people that gave me a chance. Uh, I believe Anthem has a bright future. That's why. Uh, there's a great team working on it. I look forward to following its progress. I do believe there's a great team working on it. And this is what we've been talking about with Bioware for a long time. That it's like, I do think that the people are super talented. Everybody that's left to go on to do other projects seems to have done really cool stuff. Like, you know, the whole Banner Saga was ex-Bioware devs. Like, art people, specifically. So, like... You know, it's, um, there's a lot of really talented, smart people, and it's like, um, but yeah, he says, uh, the, the final tweet here from him, just so I can finish it up, he says, I really enjoy interacting with the Anthem community, um, through good times and tough times, you're all in great hands with, and he names the two other people who, um, are basically going to be taking over for him, uh, so the community lead at Bioware, uh, Jesse Anderson, and uh, Andrew Johnson, the uh, global community lead. So um, basically he's like, okay, here's who to send your complaints to at this point. But uh, yeah, Ben Irving, um, he's done some really good stuff over there as a producer. So I'm definitely kind of concerned about that. Um, the second one, which is even uh, like, this is horrifying to me. Like, this is the one that gets me like, again, a producer, does a lot for a game and like you know any individual the the fucking guy that records the fucking feet stepping in water sound does a lot for a game right but mm -hmm. i mean we're looking at really high powered roles here like if the ceo of wells fargo changes does that affect anything not really if the guy that determines the overall marketing strategy for wells fargo changes does that change things yes you know what i mean like um there's just a difference in some of these roles and like a lead producer Especially for something like Anthem that needs a strong person at the helm that says, this is what we're doing, we're getting it done, go do it now. Right? Right. You need that. So the follow-up, like I'm saying, this is really scary to me. Uh, Fernando Mello, who you might not know the name of, but he is not verified on Twitter, which is kind of strange. Um, he says, today was my last day at Bioware after 12 years. That's a heck of a lot of feelings. Uh, tonight I got to write my name up at our local pub beside many other peers over the years. It reminded me of a lot of folks no longer here that I miss dearly. That is a fucking kiss of death. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> that's, that's really horrifying. Um, there's really no easy way to sum up all the fantastic experiences and friendships in our studios, our partners, our community. I've been so fortunate to be a part of over all these years. Here's my parting email to the studio. Um, to be clear, this is my own decision. I've been wanting to take some time to disconnect and explore a couple ideas for the next chapter of my career. Uh, his email is basically what you would expect. Like, here's half of my professional career in games has been here um, over 12 years. How do I applicably express myself? You know, blah, blah, blah. The typical thing you would expect. Um, so he has here listed that he was the senior producer on Dragon Age 4. 
I've seen it listed that he was the creative director. Hmm. So, sorry for the clicking. Awkward. It's like, um, okay, so I've seen that headline updated to say lead producer. So they lost two executive producers, basically. Yeah. Um, or no, this was, uh, hold on. Mello was a senior producer for things like Dragon Age 2, Dragon Age Inquisition. So, um, okay, so I've seen it reported that he was higher up. So that's actually, oh, I was thinking of the, the next one. But um, again, like, how many people have we seen that's like, uh, especially at Bioware, like, they've lost basically every big named employee that they credit their success to at this point. I. So this is weird. This is a very, um, and I, I immediately go into conspiracy theory mode. Yeah. When, when, when I, when we've been talking about this for the better part of a year and a half. Now. Yeah. I mean, they um, first, we first started hearing about people wandering off basically. Uh, I mean, in Anthem, it started, we, we had a couple, like a trickle of Bioware higher ups left after, um, after uh, Mass Effect and Andromeda, right? They were like, right. I'm not dealing with this shit from the community anymore. I don't like the direction we're going. It's hard to deal with EA management, whatever. And then, like, last fall, or I guess really two falls ago almost, we started hearing about, like, um, Mike Laidlaw leaves. David Gator yeah. leaves. Like, these huge names, you know? Yeah. Um, people that, and like, David Gator basically by himself created the entire story and background and mythos and creatures and everything of Dragon Age Origins, right? Mm -hmm. He wrote the first four fucking books. Like, he wrote the story bible. You know what I mean? Um, right. And it's like all of these people dropping off. And it's like, dude, if you can't retain those people, that's like when Steam lost the fucking dude that wrote the Half-Life games. Like, how do you lose your moneymaker? Like, yeah, it's like, how do you lose the key to the lock? It's like, okay, dude, if you are an architect, right? You build, or not an architect, if you're a construction company and you're building a house, and the fucking dude that makes your blueprints leaves, you're done, right? Like, right. you go get another one, but it's not the same fucking blueprints anymore, you know? Yeah, you, it's going to have to be It's, it's going to be different. Like, he's going to have his own style, he's going to have his own way of doing things that's different. And it doesn't mean you have to close your fucking company or something, but things have changed. Right. And so go, getting back to the conspiracy theory thing, these guys are leaving after 12 years at this place. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Just right up front. That's weird. There's some red flags that are going up there mm -hmm. uh, that we've been talking about for a while now. Uh, red flags aside, this post in particular is interesting. Tonight I got to write my name up on our local pub. And it's just like uh, every famous person. many other peers that I miss dearly. Yeah. And then we kind of just scroll down. He has basically what he's been, you know, responsible for in Tweet 3. In Tweet 4, to be clear, this is my own decision. Um, I've been wanting some time to disconnect and explore a couple ideas for the next chapter of my career. Mm -hmm. uh, so what's next? Watch the space. It's like... How epic would it be if all these people were leaving to form their own studio? Mm -hmm. Their own, like, it would technically be an indie studio that would end up being basically AAA right, right out of the gate. Right. Um, very similar to CD Projekt. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, um, 
it, it long shot, but it would be really fucking cool if that, if that was the you know if that was the case. I, I really need one of two things. Like EA, either loosen your grip to the point that they're essentially just an uh, a indie studio that gets all of their shit published by one company. Right. Or which isn't gonna go down. Let them go. Yeah. Or let them buy themselves out. Because I, I don't think either of those are gonna. I mean, happen. I understand that, like, you know, they've talked about how, like, you know, Bioware. The, the point, the reason that you get acquired by a publisher is funding, right? Like, the shit that Bioware makes is super expensive. It takes a long time. When they don't take a long time, you get Dragon Age Two, right? Which, again, mm-hmm. I don't have to fucking keep mentioning. I am a massive fan of Dragon Age Two specifically. I really like Dragon Age Two. But I, uh, it could have been a much I, better I, game. Not. Like you, you, it, that's right. not debatable, right? Like if they took it an extra, could have been a better game. if they took an extra year on Inquisition, would it be better? Yeah, of course, no shit, right? Like it, it, everything would be better sure. if you took extra time. And there's a reason so, that you have to just choose a day to release, right? Duke Nukem Forever is what I'm saying. I mean, think about the fact that it's better <laughs> than it could have been. <laughs> so yeah, Duke Nukem. Duke Nukem Forever was actually a really good game. It's just we can't comprehend because it took too long. A hundred percent correct. Yeah. Dude, when he pisses in that fucking urinal and oh, you control yeah. the piss, that's extremely powerful. That's Grand Theft Auto <laughs> levels of immersion. Yeah. So like, I don't know. It, it's it's um it's very concerning. Like, the studio can't. It, it can attract talent. We've seen this. We've seen that they attract very talented people that want to work on Bioware games. For a while, I mean, even under EA, Bioware was on a real roll for a while. And then EA, every time they made a little bit more money, EA was like, okay, we're sending another 15 producers to join your team. Okay, we're sending another district manager to sit in your offices. Okay, we're sending an extra, and you know, they're like, we'll give you 15 bajillion dollars to just make the same game again. And it's like, dude, it, it didn't require that last time. Why would it require it this time? Bioware yeah. used to grow by leaps and bounds, and now they don't. Now they make the same game, and it's like, oh well. well I mean, um, we kind of more so. I would say they make worse games. They they and yeah, they make the same games when they have a chance. So Mass Effect Andromeda, and they make worse games when they're told to make something different. And it's like, you know, I, I bought this studio that's known for really good art. I'm gonna have them make a text based game. Like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? Like, I'm going to have CD Projekt Red make a fucking God of War clone. Like, it could happen, but that's not what they're good at. It could happen. I mean, they're they're now making a first-person shooter, right? But they're not making fucking Call of Duty. You know, they're making an RPG. They're making Fallout, right? I would say, yeah, I would say they're not making a first-person shooter. I would say they're making an RPG. A game that happens to be first-person. Yeah. (laughs) And the gun is the main weapon. I don't know. What's the main weapon when you're driving that motorcycle? Motorcycle. Gun. It's a motorcycle. Uh, Mantis arms. Mantis arms on a motorcycle. So, if I can't leap off and spear someone, I'm going to be pissed. pissed yeah. Okay, so here's the one that I was mistaken of. Um, the creative director of Halo Infinite is leaving 343. That is huge. Um, mm. Only a year before release. Uh, Tim Longo, who is an industry veteran, that's what they call my dick, uh, also mm-hmm. served as creative director for Halo 5, so that's kind of a black mark in his career, I would say, had moved to a different role a few weeks ago. Um, this week, he left the company entirely. Uh, 
Microsoft confirms his departure and sends the following statement. Roles and responsibilities of various team members regularly evolve. Okay, he probably got caught with something or doing something bad, right? Probably. They move him out of the team well, and then he quits a week later? Well, I, I don't know. That might have been a thing, like... It could have been... Um, you know, they thought the project was for him, mm-hmm. and then it wasn't for him. And they weird. moved him out, and he was kind of pissed about it. He's like, like maybe he didn't understand why it wasn't for him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? I'm good. Yeah. I'll just, I'll find, I, I don't need that kind of coaching. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It could be a lot of different things, though. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not a good look. Yeah, not at all. Um, so, yeah, that pretty much wraps up, uh, what's going on at BioWare. And, uh, 343. Yeah. And, yeah, and 343, yeah. Do we, um, I don't know. Is, is Bio, like, is it, is, do we think it's, at this point, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out whose fault it could be. I mean, with the okay, so Bioware stuff specifically, you know, people like did, at this point, is it still EA's fault? People did talk like this is like I will always okay again. I was a longtime fan of EA when EA was getting worst company in the world award every five years or whatever. Like I was, <laughs> I was saying that that was stupid. I mean, that is still stupid, but you know, it's like I was always the defender. I, I would exclusively buy EA games, basically, like. The stuff that I was interested in was EA. It was role playing. It was simulation. It was city building. That kind of thing. Like, sure. you know, the Sims. They had a lot of good. I mean, we're talking the Sims. We're talking Bioware. That's really it. <laughs> yeah. But you know, EA was really on a streak. I mean, they'd had the Kings of Amalur license. They would do these tie-ins. Mm-hmm. They did really good rewards for pre-ordering. Like, you would just get a whole DLC. Uh, obviously, they were ripping you off because it was on disc, ready to go. But I was going to get the game anyway, so it didn't bother me. You know what I mean? And like, right. I, I mean, it, at this, you know, people have talked a lot about, um, you know, the argument basically that it's like, well, you know, this, you can't blame EA for this because, you know, Bioware right there said that they didn't have the expertise to do this and they did it anyways and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, that's because of mandates, dude. That's because they're told by their fucking owner. I mean, if you're, you know, if I get a letter from the bank tomorrow that says that I have to pay an additional $3,000, I can't just fucking say no. Like, it has to happen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, if, if my boss walks into my cube at work and says, hey, go do this thing that you don't know how to do, I can tell him, hey, I don't know how to do that. But I can't say no. Because he'll just be like, okay, pack your shit and leave. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it's it's so weird when people are like, Oh, well, it's really Bioware's fault for making a sort of MMO-style game when they didn't know what they were doing, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, they ha- okay, like, they have a boss. Their boss has yeah. a boss. His boss has a boss. And that guy has a boss. And that guy tells you what you do and don't do. You know? And that's what that's what I'm saying. Is it EA's fault or is it now Bio- – is this how Bio- Bioware works? Because – Certainly Bioware like, is EA, dysfunctional. EA was the first – um, you know, was the, the, the source of the, the problem. But at this point, mm-hmm. is, has the source infiltrated so far into the thing that we used to love yes. that now it's, this is just Bioware. This is how it works. Yes, I think, uh, like, because... So when you're owned by somebody like EA, right, you don't go apply to Bioware. 
you apply to EA for a Bioware position, right? Right, right. And you don't, um, you know, you don't, you don't deal with Bioware's customer assi- assistance team. You deal with EA's customer assistance team for Bioware games. So it's like when you have an acquisition that's like a complete takeover like that. Like we handle what engine you use. We determine what help desk you use. We determine what internet connection you get. We pay for the building that your company is in. Like that's not, EA is not their partner, right? EA is not their publisher. EA owns them. They are EA. So it's like, you know, if you're a big fan of like fucking Zappo shoes or whatever, and then it gets acquired by Amazon, it's not still the Zappos you remember. It's Amazon. Right. Yeah, it just depends on if Amazon wants them to continue doing the cool shit that they do. Typically, Amazon just lets you like, well, continue well, to do what you did. Yeah. From what I've because heard, because I mean, that. that's actually a problem with Twitch, right? Is that Amazon acquired Twitch and then didn't clean up the weird shit that Twitch does sometimes. Right, right. It, it is a weird balance. They want to stay out and let them function the same way, but they also want to apply, you know, the right amount of pressure to right. be able to fix the things that might be wrong. So, I mean, Amazon's a bad example because they've definitely done both, where they like completely right. do a hostile takeover, and then sometimes when they just pay your bills and you're just owned by them now, but they don't really touch you, which is, I think, most of what I've heard about Twitch. Uh, I don't know a lot about Twitch to be honest, but um, check us out on your games Inc. Uh, on twitchtv.com backslash music. but uh you might be watching yeah, where you probably <laughs> yeah. but uh you know what i mean like it's like certainly think uh, these things are bioware's fault now because bioware is ea and it's ea's fault you know what i mean like it, it's hard to separate that like the the people the talent that work on bioware games mm-hmm. at this point are ea their executives are ea executives their producers are EA producers. So, like, that doesn't mean I think they do a bad job. Like, I think Ben Irving was really good. He's worked on some great stuff that I really liked. But, sure. you know, if you're... So, like, at, at my job, we have... Um, you know, it's a very, like, company-style company, right? And we actually had this whole work meeting because people are getting, like, bitchy in different departments and whatever. And... Um, we actually have a document that details a bulleted list of exactly what my function is based on my job title, right? Okay. So uh, engineers do the following, colon, 20 bullet points. So it's like, you know, there's some debate among the department heads of who is supposed to be doing what certain types of work and who is not living up to doing whatever their description is, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, in a way, that's not really useful to have a description because my job actually is to do my job. And what my job is, is different every day, right? Sure. But my manager shouldn't have to constantly tell people, hey, that's not his job. He shouldn't be doing this. You're wasting my time and resources. So, like, that's the point of this document, right? So, when producers at Bioware or, you know, any level, really, management, when HR, uh, you know, program leads, all everybody, they used to have a document or if it wasn't a document, it was an idea of this is what we do in this job function in Bioware. And now that document is EA. So let's say that the job used to be um, sit in the room like a program lead, let's say. You are in the same room or in the same section as your programmers. You meet with programmers daily. You incentivize programmers, uh, you, you help them prioritize their work. 
you determine the schedule of when working hours are. You set up team building exercises once a month. Then that changes. And when it's EA, it's uh, you convince programmers to work extra hours for no pay. Um, you, w you shall have things done by the deadline handed down to you by EA. If you do not, you will work overtime to make it happen in that time frame, right? Um, right. Your bonus is determined on your employees' overtime. So, like, we have the right to kill you at any. We have the right to execute your family and your, specifically your firstborn at any moment. Like, it, it's it's just different. Like, um, so my company again is going through a reorganization. We're going to come out as a different type of company. Uh, we're leaving the parent company that we currently have because they don't want to generate power anymore because it's too risky. So, like, we're going to be owned by financial firms and they're going to do things differently. They're trying to get us to cut budgets. They're trying not to cut employees because that's really like each employee that you fire on bad terms is kind of like a threat because <laughs> we sure. know things, um, you know, you know, so it's uh, like, we have pretty good job security here, but uh, you know, it's like, it, it's, we're going to get a new book that has new things. So right now my job description does not include, I'm sweeping and in the future it might. Right. Um, sure. so I mean, it's hard to tell, like, I'm not supposed to work with electrical stuff cause I'm not electrical, right. I haven't been trained in electrical shit. I don't know what an ion is. Like I like to get myself plugging in a fucking phone charger. So I'm not supposed to do that. Right. <laughs> um, in the future I, I might, it might be part of my job description and they have to retrain me in how to do electrical shit. I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> it's like, uh, I don't really give a shit because, you know, for the amount of pay I'm getting, it's, it's kind of like that thing that's like, uh, would you work in a haunted cemetery for $30, hour, $30 an hour? And it's like, what up, demons? It's me, your boy. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's kind of like I'm getting covered, so I'm not really worried about it. But um, bringing that shit home. I'm also not in an artistic field, right? Like, I don't go into work with the idea that I'm going to change the mind of a nation or some shit. Like, I'm not trying to express myself. Like I'm trying to sleep in my cube all day. <laughs> so like, you know what I mean? Like it, it's, it's different. Like when you, and it's uh, completely understandable that you have to make money. You have to survive, right? Your, hmm. your games have to be viable. It has to be something that people want. You can't just make fucking sharp boy 27 again. I mean, you can, you can, See, you never know, but that's where we're at now. Right. So it's like, you know, there's certain things like, I don't know, what's a popular genre that's died off? I don't, you can't make an indie sports game anymore. It's very difficult. It's Rocket League. Yeah. It's basically the only one that exists. <laughs> and that's debatable of what that even is. So like, you know, it, it's, there is some business sense that needs to come into play. And I understand that. And there's also a sense from, you know, the doctors that started uh, Bioware that's like, Yo, this is not making money. This is making my life worse. I don't need this. Yeah. I'm gonna somebody's gonna did, give me some cash, and I'm gonna give them the fucking cup, and that's fine. Did they just the doctors just straight up retired, right? Or they, they straight didn't up do anything more? They're done. Yeah, they were like, see ya. Damn. They're not affiliated with the company anyway. Or yeah, or any company. Um, yeah, I think right. one of them has like a travel blog. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they are fucking medical doctors, so yeah. probably make more money. They're like, that. well. I... I guess we're going to go back to saving lives. Shit, I guess I'll go back to only making $200,000 a year. Interesting that we've killed a business and yeah. saved many lives. Yeah, but if you had a heart attack at work, dude, they were on your ass. 
like Donkey Kong. Just pound it on that uh, chest. Pound. <laughs> That's what doctors do, right? So it's like, you know, I, I understand all of the things that come into play to put EA in charge of this company, but it just didn't work. You know, I don't know if it's a, it's a mismatch culture, certainly, but I don't know if that is enough to kill it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know which part of the equation ruined it, but something ruined it. And it's like, maybe that was Bioware's inability to, to adapt. And that's fine. Like, to be fair, they did make a fucking isometric nineties RPG in 2009 when they released Dragon Age Origins. You know what I mean? Like, the, <laughs> yeah. the, that had not caught back on again yet. Like, that didn't happen until, like, 2016, 2017. So, like, you know, it's, it's, uh, I mean, could you say, hey, Bioware is inflexible and they're not working with EA? That's probably true. But the, the difference is, I don't want them to work with EA. People that work with EA get fucked. You know? And, like, look at, look at Battlefront 2. I mean, how do you fuck up? Worse than Battlefront 1, which did not catch on or be popular in any way and was universally dragged, you know? And they were like, what if we just fucked up even harder than that and literally put our company in danger by having such a bad, you know, fourth quarter or whatever the fuck? So it's, it's like, it's, 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 it's very it's strange. It's such a weird, yeah, it's such a weird thing that, that I, I think one of the things that they're not doing is taking into consideration uh, th- their community mm-hmm. that their community has a stronger voice these days yeah and they can you know make their voice heard and all it does is take one person of influence to go hey I played this and it's fucking garbage right if and you lose one like instantly I don't know if you lose a you know game informer editor or like a Philly D or a ninja or somebody and I mean those are all like people with very different reach or whatever but like you as one medium to high profile person, and you're kind of fucked. And then if you catch one medium to high influence person, you're good. Right. So, I mean, Minecraft really took off is because that is when YouTube really, like every computer could record and post to YouTube. Right? Right. It's not like Minecraft is some uniquely genius game. And that's not true of any. No. Like Call of Duty, uh, whichever one caught on, Call of Duty 4 or whatever was not some uniquely powerful, amazing, genius-level shooter. It was a game that happened to catch on. Yeah. Right? And now it has name association, it has brand awareness, it has whatever. Loyalty. What Call of Duty would that have been? I don't know. I think it depends four, on who you ask. Three or four was the ones that really started taking off. World at War yeah. was that's, probably the big, big, big one. World at War is basically what I attribute what Black Ops became. Yeah. The same lineage. Same studio, right? Yeah. And then, and then we have... Four, uh, four Modern Warfare come out, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah. the way it went. Yeah. yeah. You're right. It was the unnamed and then four. So, yeah, it's um, or unnumbered, I mean. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly like, you know, there's the Jason Schreier from Kotaku reporting on the conditions at um, Bioware in between, like, Inquisition and whatever. And, like, they did say, like, before EA, Bioware always relied on the quote-unquote Bioware magic. That was, like, the game is shit for four years, and then twenty minutes before it comes out, it's really good. You know? Yeah. And you shouldn't do Which that. I'm that's not how more and more about. That's not how a company runs. Like you just shouldn't. That's not right. <laughs> but you know, it, it's you can't rely on that when you're a you know Fortune 500 company or whatever the fuck. Like right. when you're a public company that's listed, like EA cannot count on that. So when you take your Anthem demo to Patrick Soderlund and he says, this looks like shit, what is this? It sucks, this is not what you promised me. 
Like, that can be the end of your studio. So, like, that's why these people shit their underwear like that. Like, it's not because they failed. It's because an executive didn't like what they were seeing. Right. Right? Which are totally different because how many fucking executives out there... Do I have the exact same taste in movies as Jeff Bezos? Probably not. Unless he's a real fucking weirdo. (laughs) So, like, (laughs) is, is Jeff Bezos a huge M. Night Shyamalan fan? Probably not. (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean so it's like there's a lot We're of getting hate mail from him next week yeah probably I hope so I actually actually fucking am you piece of shit actually I funded Signs 2 which you may have heard of if you're a real fucking fan I'm like oh shit oh fuck I opened this can of worms didn't I so <laughs> Jeff Bezos probably <laughs> does have a grudge against me to be honest but uh you know it's it's um I don't know. At this point, it's like, it is Bioware's fault. Bioware's EA, so it's EA's fault. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know they're, what to say. It's, they're, they've become the hive They're the same thing, they yeah. saw it to kill. Unfortunately, it's not That's a hive mind. You know, they're like, Bioware is the drones, and EA is the queen, and you have to kill the queen to kill the aliens or whatever the fuck. So, like, get me into that well, fucking... Well, kill to kill the hive mind? Patrick Soderlund. Okay. Is that a direct death threat? I kind of want to take that back. I, uh, he's fine. Want to strike that from the record? I mean, he was again. This and... is like at EA. EA is like flagship. The people that are running the studio, the place where the executive came from, is Dice, right? Like the head of the company used to work at Dice and was the studio head of Dice. So like that's why everybody uses Frostbite because he... that's why everything looks like uh... Battlefront. <laughs> Battlefront. Like, that's yeah. why everything looks like Battlefield Six. Like. There's a reason behind all of this shit. And it's not necessarily a bad idea. Like, if you come from DICE, like, let's look at Unreal, right? If you come from Epic, and you go work at, I don't know, X-Studio, LucasArts, you're going to want to use the Unreal Engine. It's what you know how to use. It's really versatile. You can get in and alter it. You're very advanced with it, right? So Patrick Soderlund is like, I know everything that this fucking engine does. We're going to use this engine in every game because it, it is usable in every different format. It's like Unity. It's like Unreal. I can make a mobile game. I can make a fucking AAA shooter. I can make an RPG. I can make a movie. I can do anything with it. And that's true. He can. But Bioware can. So Bioware was fucked on Inquisition because they had to completely rebuild a new engine. And these are guys that are known for using the fucking what the Snowblind engine or whatever the fuck. Um... Is that the name of the uh, Ubisoft one? Ubisoft has snow. What was the one? Aurora. They're known for using the fucking Aurora engine from 1992. You know what I mean? Like Damn. These are not... It's like it's like uh, Bethesda. Like, they're like, oh, Gambrio? The, the last Gambrio patch from 2001? That's fine. We'll use that for Skyrim. You know what I mean? Like, the creation engine is a Gambrio mod. So, like, they basically rebuilt everything, but still. And it's like... That shit's really hard to do, especially when you're talking... I would not consider Bioware to be extremely technically savvy, right? They've come up with some really cool stuff, like moving decisions via save file into future games. That's really difficult. And people still are not really doing that, right? Um, It's not... It never, like, super caught on. Because it's really, really hard. (laughs) So, um, you know, they came up with the, like... The, they created a system to do the cutscenes in Mass Effect when characters are talking to each other to like hop back and forth between faces. That was really that's uh, not a lot of games do that. It's really tough to do. So they they come up with these really good 
resolutions to things like that. But they're not epic. They're not out here creating new mechanics every day. You know, they're not out here like, what if I put bacon in the toilet? Like Ooh, that was a moment. For that was a real it? dude. When we discovered that, I almost shit my that pants. And the fucking eye opening. The fucking QA guy was like, "Yeah, I put that there because I thought it was funny." <laughs> and we were like, "Dude, you're right. That you was are a God, God, sir. You have done it. You thank you. You don't know. No, I want to no, stop everyone from you. playing. Can I pause this? You for doing this. Is this what is your name? <laughs> yes, yeah, it's extremely good. So it's like, you know, it's just that's just not what Bioware is. And it's like to give them a new engine that's built for a first-person shooter that they don't know how to use, and then be like, "Yo, why do all your games? Why is it that the story is good but the technical aspects suck?" It's because of the fucking engine, my dude. Yep. You know. All right, so let's move on to some more positive news. Yeah, let's. Yeah, let's move on to. I've, uh, I've dedicated my normal uh, forty-five minutes to shitting on EA, so I'm ready to go. It's contractual. Yeah, we're ready to move on. It's like a reverse um, ad. Uh, scheme. Like, I have to pay EA if I don't talk shit about them in a podcast. It's like a demotivational poster. Right, right. Remember yeah. when those were really big um, in 2004? I do. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. Printers were... Names are weird. who do printing were losing their mind. You know? Yeah. Like, oh, this is so good. Anyway, <laughs> uh, there's more Metro news, which is exciting. Coming straight from... Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, your boy Dimitri uh, Glukowski uh, straight up itself so um, when I read this at first I was like oh this is fucking amazing he's talking about uh, uh, the game itself right but then I started thinking about it I was like he's probably talking about the book oh no he said he's, directly he's okay so um, the original GameSpot article Metro series author Dimitri Glukowski is working on a sequel to Metro Exodus like Exodus is not based on Metro 2035 or whatever. It's close. Right. Um, Twenty. So, yeah, so uh, Metro 2033, the first game, was an adaptation of his book. His second book, Metro 2034, does not have a direct analog in the games. The third book was inspired by the game Metro Last Light. So, Exodus is not directly based on any of the books or anything. But he okay, has started so bleeding in to... We went off the rails. Like he was actually getting inspired by things that happened in the game, which also he is a writer of. Right. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, yeah. He, he's, it's very he's weird. doing that almost um, Walking Dead, where, you know, the, kind of. the, the the product that he's created has now started to take over a little bit. Uh, but, you know, he, he still goes back and forth. Right, um, right. You know, that, that that's cool. Um, he's almost like... Um, George R. R. Martin, it was, where it's like, oh, the way that the final season of Game of Thrones was received has made me change what's going to happen in the books. You know what I mean? Well, see, I think he might be lying. Your boy George is lying. He's trying to die. He's trying. He's to straight die, up like smoking six packs of cigarettes a day, like exclusively yeah. eating only cheese, <laughs> only cheese and steaks by yeah. the fist. He's trying to die as fast <laughs> as possible. So he finish and he's cutting bucks. off. He's cutting off the majority of the steak. He's just eating the fat. Just fat content from steaks. Yep. Oh, God. And you can see it. It's coming through. It's seeping through his pores. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. He's got he's got what we call cold cut neck. Mm-hmm. Where it looks like he's a sweaty, cheesy mess. Sweaty and that? cheesy, baby. There's, a, there's that show, The Amazing World of Gumball. 
and he the in one of the episodes the dad was sweating. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he was sweating cheese. That's good. No, he he was sweating lard, and he called it sward, and it was sure. really gross, <laughs> and he was slippery. <laughs> Heaven sward. Oh, oh that was gross. Um, but you know, with that, you know, with that, I you know that idea of like, hey, we're working on a sequel. Um, Squeakle. What the fuck direction could it even go? You know what I mean? Yeah. This is one of those rare instances when we're looking at a game and we have no idea on what they could do. You know, like what's really nice. they could do like true open world because right now it's very it's like open zone, open ish. Yeah. yeah, they could do a real open world thing, which I don't know. Like I kind of want them to go back to the tunnels. Because that was what yeah. really captured the imagination, I guess, of of early Metro games. So, mm-hmm. no. I, I mean, see, I, whatever he does is going to be cool, basically. See, I really like I really like the tunnels. Um, the the game g- going into that more open area. Mm. Um, if they were to continue on with that idea, I, I think it would really go in a um, almost like a Fallout direction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, which is cool. I, I do like that. I would like to see... Uh, it, it would almost be like Fallout in just a different... You know, it has a little bit of... It, of course, has a different, like, story to it. But it, it also has... It just has that same feeling. Mm. But, yeah. Um, are there any sales running around uh, Metro Exodus right now? I don't know. I know it's on uh, Game Pass. Okay, cool. It's pretty okay, dope. Grab it from Game Pass. Let me check the PlayStation Store really quick and see what, um, see if it's on sale for uh, the celebrating summer. Let's see. Metro Exodus. Yeah, it's on sale by uh, yeah. quite a bit. Forty percent off. Thirty-five ninety-nine. That's pretty cool. Pretty good, yeah. Uh, price is going to be available until uh, the twentieth. So huh. by the time you guys hear this, it will probably be too late. So we're sorry. Yeah, really sucks to suck. Ramp, ramp. Yeah. There's also but been, you gotta watch it. Gotta watch it live. Gotta see it. You gotta catch it on Twitch. You know me, I love Twitch. Yeah. God, do I, I love you some Twitch? Every single time. Twinches it up. Twinch.bb. <laughs> Behold. Hmm? So we also got some another new trailer, which uh, I guess fucking Nintendo's doing this weekly now for po- Pokemon yeah. Sword and Shield. <laughs> they're going to reveal gonna the entire game, like two-minute sections until it comes out. <laughs> Next month, they're going to start yeah. releasing them daily. So, um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> they kind of showed off some more... Uh, basically, the idea of this was like um, some more like gameplay features, because they've been showing... like. Ooh, there's a big spooky wheezing or whatever the fuck. Um, now they're actually showing, like, hey, there's some new abilities that certain characters have. Here's, like, some more items you might be using in battle. Um, you know, here's some different, like, new moves that we've invented or whatever. So there's nothing, like, super notable in this because, it, like, it's such a weird thing to say that, like, um, you know, this one particular Pokemon might have an ability that cancels other Pokemon's abilities. Like, that's just getting way too niche. Yeah. But, you know, watch the trailer. He's got some cool new stuff. Um, 
There's like some items that I have no idea why you'd ever fucking equip on somebody. Like this item lowers your Pokemon stats. Why? <laughs> why would I put that on him? Very strange. Yeah, don't. Uh, there has to be some sort of payoff. Yeah, it probably yeah. does something special in this one unique instance. instance, or like moves that normally reduce your stats will increase your speed instead, or something. I, don't I know. do. I, I do want to stop for a second mm -hmm. and say. Like, watching the live video where they just called down, like, a meteor strike. Uh -huh. Holy fuck. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Imagine yeah, if an so animal good. on Earth could just summon a meteor strike. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just, it, it's so different than what you would expect. Yeah. I really expected, like, if they were to call something like a meteor strike, it to just continue to look at the creature and just, you see shit rain down and mm -hmm. the creature goes, Arr! But oh no, yeah, they're really like, focusing they do, on like, the origin Thunder of the move and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, it looks up and you see the sky get dark, and then like a thunderbolt just slams down and fucks everything. So good. Mm -hmm. Good God, it, it just yeah. The, every time I see more about the game, and it's probably why they keep doing like a weekly trailer. It just it, it gets me more excited for it. Um, it's pretty much in the bag for me. Like right now, I have a. Uh, I have a, uh, I bought that, um, two tickets, vouchers, for $60 games, mm -hmm. before that went away. Nice. Uh, because I was picking up, um, I was picking up Bonner. the game I've been playing, Fire Emblem. Okay. Um, I was picking that up anyway, and I was like, well, I know I'm going to pick up Pokemon. I know I'm interested in Astral Chain. I know I'm interested in this. Like, I'm going to buy another $60 game and... A month. Right. Or, you know, within the year or whatever. Yeah. Um, the rest so of So I just, I, you know, I picked that up. And now I'm like, man, Astral Chain looks really good. But I'm, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It looks really good. And it's something that would be really cool. Like, it's right up my alley. But uh, I don't know if I want anything up my alley right now. Damn, I can get something off your alley if you ever want it. He can, boys and girls. Oh, why did he say boys and girls? Ooh. You know? I would have preferred ladies and gentlemen and others. So, yeah. um, THQ Nordic, what did they have like a, did they have like a, uh, earnings call or something? I don't know. But, um, yeah, they, they did. They had like, um, like a look at basically you know, like, here's what I we're think working on. A projected look. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they are, they, so they have Volition working on a new Saints Row game. So that's awesome. Um, we actually know yeah. some people out there, so that's really cool. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Ages of Mayhem did not do great. Not great at all. Um, it did help get some of some people that we know foot in the door, though. Yeah, absolutely did that. Yeah, but like that's any that's the upside of any game that doesn't really super make it is that hey, dude, I got a game credit on my name on my name now, so uh, yeah. Hopefully, I can. One of those people is working on. One of those people is working on Last of Us too. Very nice. Um, yeah. So Dead Island Two has changed development studios again. It's moved to UK studio Dam Buster. Um, third time. The third studio working on this long-awaited sequel that they should fucking cancel. Um, so Jaeger was originally developing the game, the guys that made Spec Ops The Line. It was yeah. They were removed, and it was given to Sumo Digital. Sumo Digital. Uh, yeah. Sumo Digital has now also been put onto a supporting role. Still does not have a scheduled release window, but it's still listed as current-gen consoles and PC. Um... Also, they hired the dude uh, that said uh, that uh, originally created Time Splitters, and they're working on the plotting the future of Time Splitters franchise. 
Uh, Steve That's Ellis. Big. Yeah. So um, one of that was I, that was the surprise of I think everything that, that we were looking at. Um, seeing a new Saints Row in the works is not surprising. Um, hearing more about uh, Dead Island Two, uh, not really surprising yeah. because it's you know it, it's that name's been in people's mouths for a while now. Yeah. Uh, but Time Splitters hasn't been talked about probably and, since 1998. And and it is it's like a beloved game that some people are diehard for. Like yeah. I don't get it because I didn't play it that much. Right. Um, yeah. But I, I know it's a pretty diehard fan base, so that's interesting. And then uh, they um, also added that they've acquired two more studios, uh, Milestone, who made uh, Ride and MotoGP. And then they also just acquired Gunfire Games, who we just talked about. Um, they also made uh, yeah. Darksiders 3. So that was kind of saw that one coming. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, they announced that uh, Fish Labs, which the guys are responsible for Galaxy of Fi- the Galaxy uh, on Fire series, is working on an unannounced IP. Um, they have Destroy All Humans, uh, SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom, um, Darksiders, uh, or Darksiders Genesis, I guess I should preface it because that is a different game than Darksiders 3. Right. Um, and, uh, and of course, of course, many more. It's, right. it's, it's a big, big, big list of games that these guys are working on. Yeah. Um, and I don't understand how they can have 80 in the work. Yeah, 80 games in development at THQ Nordic right now. So that's including, what's that mutant game? Um, um, uh, Bio. Mutant, Bio right? Mutant. Uh, I mean, that's, we know about a lot of these, but I believe they somebody said somewhere that there's still like 45 or something up in the air that we don't know what they are. <laughs> right. Like, holy right. shit. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we're going to be talking... THQ Nordic isn't going anywhere, and seeing their upswing mm-hmm. has been probably one of the craziest things uh, in in gaming in the past, you know, like, ten years. Yeah. <laughs> um, they went from not even THQ Nordic. They were just Nordic, right? Mm-hmm. Nordic Games. Yeah. They were acquired by THQ. THQ went under... No, they, they bought... Uh... All that shit, right? Nordic was just on their own thing. They had worked with uh, THQ in the past, but they were the ones that bought the bottom of the barrel stuff that nobody else wanted out of THQ. Right, but when THQ was big, THQ ended up buying Nordic, right? Did they? And Nordic ended up leaving. I don't know. I, can't, I don't remember. Um, that's too far I, back. I, I s- yeah, I swear that that was the story, that they were bought by THQ. Okay. And when everything kind of like moved out nordic retained its own license and then bought as much as they could at the bottom of the barrel mm-hmm. which i don't know how some of this stuff ended up at the bottom of the barrel well it's just stuff that's like i don't know we don't have the team that made this we don't have the fan recognition so we're just not even gonna fuck with it yeah like man time like time splitters like i understand dead island because dead island right this at the time we had already yeah, we already had um, Dying Light in the works. It was like, what's the point? But Darksiders was bottom of the barrel somehow. Mm-hmm. And Destroy All Humans, I could see that being bottom of the barrel. Yeah, there hasn't been anything bad in like 10 years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the new one does look good, though. It looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. The complete remake. But, uh, yeah, just such an, in- such an interesting story, I think. Yeah. Just how, how they came to be. Um, 
So moving uh, moving forward, we have uh, basically coming up some new features and, uh, and and then some new cool things you can buy uh, for your console. So as we know, Sony doesn't have anything cool like Xbox Labs, um, but they are obsessed with camo, and you can actually uh, get that. Uh, what did uh, what was said about it? Um, this uh, this red camo controller gave my eyes cancer. Yep. Um, so, you know, not great. Um, Red camo. Where the fuck are you trying to blend in, dumbass? Yeah. Fucking hiding on Mars or my fucking inflamed asshole after I take a wicked shit. Yeah. So they have, um, they have a rose gold, they have a titanium, uh, they have an electric purple. I like all three of those. And then they have a red Ugly. camo. Ro- rose gold can be fine, definitely, for uh, for specific people. I can see that being a big one. Well, I know people have, it's- like, rose gold phones and rose gold watches and shit, but just trying to complete the set. The titanium blue yeah. is super cool. Extremely cool, yeah. I like the titanium. Um, my personal favorite, the electric purple, is crazy. Uh, it, it, I don't know. Purple, you just don't get to see, uh, you know, highlighted mm-hmm. that much. Yeah. So that's that's pretty cool. Sure. Um, and then uh, and then you know they love camo for whatever fucking reason. Uh, There's like a hundred so, different you know, fucking colors of cam- gray camo. Where are you trying to blend in? Do people not understand the point of camo? What is that? It's supposed to be like urban? urban it ain't. I, spoiler alert. Everything's just solid gray. It's not gray with little dots on it. <laughs> um, it should look like a window. Get like a reflective so they, black paint and then just stand next to windows. So they did a they did a poll and uh, 30% picked the electric purple. 26 picked titanium blue. Somehow coming in third, the red camo Earth. with 23%. And rose gold was last. Um fucking hate people. This is some bullshit. And this is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. Rose Gold was last, Um, I expect that. So we're supposed to be getting these sometime in the fall. You know, you'll be able to pick them up like right before Black Friday, I imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, So not too much more to say there. So we'll move on to uh, some new features coming to the Epic Game Store. And this is kind of some of the stuff that we've been talking about. It's going to... The Epic Game Store is going to continue to grow. Um, It's going to... It's going to be putting in some of these these features that are lacking that people are like, why would I switch from uh, you know why would I switch from Steam when all these features are already available over there? Um, and the answer is because they give you a free two free games every fucking week mm-hmm. for no reason. Um, that's not reason to switch, but it is reason to at least download it. Um, it's like who cares where it really launches from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyhow, uh, so the August feature update uh, introduces cloud saves, um, where uh, they've they've put quite a few games in there already, um, including some of the games that we've gotten recently, uh, including last uh, week's Nog, week before Alan Wake, coming up, uh, Mutant Year Zero, um, and I believe we. Uh, and Hyperlight Drifter, which is disa- disabled right now, and they're working on the issue. Um, but as well, uh, Uplay integration has allowed pretty much every Uplay game to have cloud saves. Um, and even some newer games, like uh, The Sinking City. Mm-hmm. So pretty cool stuff. Um, 
to that. Uh, as well, if you have Humble Bundle, uh, they have keyless integration now for Epic uh, nice. for the Epic Game Store. So you can literally just link the accounts, and then uh, you know when it comes time, you can just be like, boom, right over to the um, Epic Games. Um, keep in mind, if you have been putting everything on Steam, you will be moving this to a different platform. So that is something to always take into consideration. Um, and then last, uh, they've, um, they're supposed to be rolling out a bunch of new things. Uh, we didn't really see too much new uh, when we downloaded the new um, like patch for it. Um, but, you know, they've done apparently a few new things. They said that their um, library was going to get a change um, into, uh, you know, kind of like a standard listed uh, set of games. Um but I, I didn't see that. My library looked the same. Maybe there's something I'm supposed to toggle. Uh, um, yeah, it says we'll include a list view, which will display more games in the library at once. As of right now, it's almost like a marquee for a poster, or for like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how your library is all set up. Um, and they're doing QA passes uh, for um, a few other things. We'll be writing a technical blog on how um yeah so for our next steps we'll be finishing our qa pass and polishing our uh, documentation for our developers as uh we get into their hands that's weird Hmm. why are they trying to get in their developers hands get it into their hands i don't i don't know what they were trying to get into their hands but uh probably wieners um wiener fully loaded yeah, oh, okay, okay. Here, here's where it is. Uh, we're in the final stage of rolling out a special patch, patch uh, optimization for developers. The optimization optimization reduces patch download sizes significantly, saving you time when uh, updating your game on the Epic Game Store, allowing you to hop back into the games you enjoy faster. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know. I didn't see, like, a big update. They said it got, like, a little facelift. I didn't see any of that. Um but some of the big things, of course, is like now you can link your games faster uh, from Humble and Cloud Saves, which Cloud Saves is pretty much standard these days. So, um, you know, not crazy big, but, you know, we'll see. I, of course, expect to see more of this monthly with these little things that are, um, I mean, these guys have so much money to throw around. Yeah. So. It, it's it's kind of ridiculous, um, but cool. Uh, that's pretty much our show for this week. We don't have uh, too much more. Um, the only other thing that I can mention is this little article that I picked up while we were uh, messing around. Uh, Apex Legend uh, devs calling players asshats and freeloaders. That's pretty cool. Um, so. I don't think he was calling them asshats specifically. He says, I've been in the industry long enough to remember when players weren't complete asshats to developers. Um, so, I, you know, he's just saying, hey, people are being shitty to developers. Mm-hmm. And that's true. That's true. We live in a time now where players are not great to uh, developers when something oh, man. doesn't go as planned. Yeah. And even if it's not their fault, they're like, hey, we're, we're working through it. They're like, fuck you, you're ruining this for me, and I bought it, and go to hell. You know, it's just terrible. Um, but 
Apex has been getting a lot of uh, kind of hate from their online community, um, especially with their Iron Crown Cosmetics um, issue. They uh, did something that I think is really cool, um, putting challenges, a ton of challenges, in their game. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, play as this character and do this. Play as this character get this many kills, this many downs. Play as this character... Uh, in a team with this character and this character, and then all three of you do a finishing move on at least one person in the game. Nice. So it's something, you know, it's not just you trying to do something. It's stuff you can do with a full team of people. And you all have to be in the same place and make it happen, which is really cool. Um, but these crowns have added uh, not a new... It's kind of like a new style of currency. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think it's currency that you can actually earn in the game. So, it you earn the experience. The experience boosts your little like battle pass that you buy into for like ten bucks. And then if you finish the battle pass, it'll give you up to a thousand credits, and you can use that to get in like buy into next season for free. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't give you that currency to get these battle packs that you have to spend real money for to get certain cosmetics, which is something that they said that they wouldn't do. Yeah. So, uh, you know, people are like, what the fuck? Like, why is it I'm seeing this really cool item that I want, and now I actually can't get it without spending money, and then I have a chance of getting it. I don't. I won't get it. I just have a shot at getting it. I could get some, one of the skins I don't like. And, you know, that's kind of uh, shitty, and it's pretty much what they, you know, said. And they've read... I think they've, like... I don't think they've taken it offline yet, but I, I think that's the plan. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's pretty crazy. Things aren't looking too, too great for uh, devs that respawn yeah. at the moment. But they're still going to do incredibly well. The game's still fucking going gangbusters right now. So, um, But yeah, that's the show, guys. Thanks for hanging out. Um, if you get the chance... Uh, head on over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games inc chat with us on the daily uh about all the crap we talk about here and more be on the lookout next week uh for after we do our regular show we'll probably be recording our first uh episode of um whatever we decide to call our this is what we're playing um section so uh we have a little bit of work to do this week we're excited to bring that to you guys um so uh you know if you have something that you want to hear more about drop us a line over on uh over on twitter at mammoth games inc um as of right now i know filter you're playing uh witcher and i believe still fire emblem yeah um i'm playing fire emblem and I jumped into Apex Legends last night. I don't know what I'm going to get into this coming up week. Um, I think it would be really cool to get, for this show, a revolving guest where it's not... It's you and I, and then we're also talking about what so-and-so is playing. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what this person or this person's playing. Um, so maybe something we can look at uh, in the future. But definitely expect us to, and we'll see what happens. Uh, but thanks for hanging out guys Um, and uh, we will see you next week Uh, for Mammoth Games Inc I am Night Swarm and I'm Filter Court have a good one